I did it last time, you did it. Oops, I already hit play. Well, anyway. Welcome to Dad's Right, Season 3, Episode 20. Uh, hopefully I get uh, 18 out uh, before this one. I don't know. We'll see. I'll go first because I don't have much. First off, and uh, put it in good times because if it works, it's good. But uh, starting to ease restrictions across the country. I know uh, Saskatchewan is is putting its limit up, opening for banquet halls and stuff, indoor functions to 150. Uh, Quebec just had fans at that horrible hockey game the other day. There was 2,500 fans there. Um, the uh, Alberta is opening up. They're they're going to school in Alberta now, right? Um, like schools are open, yeah. I don't remember. Uh, I know that the reopening there's three stages every two weeks uh, for the reopening. So stage one, I think, starts tomorrow, and uh, and they're hoping to be completely open by uh, early July. Yeah, I think Ontario is not quite that aggressive, but they have a plan as well. Not quite as good a plan as some of the other well, provinces, but... Ours isn't necessarily a good plan. I mean, Jason Kenney doesn't exactly have a great record when it comes to opening up, and already some doctors are expressing concern at the speed of which it's opening. But I think it's because, you know, he's desperate to get this lockdown over with because it's costing him so much electorally. Yeah. Yeah. Like, his own caucus is turning against him, and his... Uh, um, you know, some more moderate people are turning away from the UCP towards the NDP, and the more extreme people are uh, turning away from the UCP to the uh, Independence Party, which is also benefiting the NDP. Yeah. There's an independence, like Alberta independence? Yeah, it's the third third highest poller right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> the last poll put them at 17%. Wow, that's actually pretty high. Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand. I... I just, maybe it's because I've always lived, maybe it's because I grew up in Ontario, but I haven't always lived here. I did live in, in the NWT for three years, but I I don't see how independence makes you stronger in any way for any, for any province, for any yeah, province. Yeah, it doesn't. Like, we're, we're, we're stronger as a country. Why not? Just work up, make that work. Make that work better. Put your energies into making that work better, rather than trying to get out. Agreed. Yeah. I think uh, um, any any sort of effort. It, I mean, it's all just you know people who feel that they're not being represented enough. Um, or that they're too different from the majority of the country to remain in the country, but I don't know. It'll die down. The most recent, I was looking today, most recent poll earlier this year from Quebec on independence has um, something like 58% of the population saying no, stay in the country, and only like 35% saying yes, leave, and the rest are unsure. Right. So that's, that's a pretty good advantage for the no. Yeah. it's all. I mean, it's always been, I don't think... I think they're happy to 
uh, what was it in Meech Lake thing? Uh, distinct, but uh, part part of, or I can't remember exactly how it was worded, but uh, you know, I think they're happy to have the block representing them and saying we may go, but really they aren't going to go. Yeah, maybe that's what Alberta needs. They need their own uh, the block Alberta. Uh, exactly. Block Albert Yeah. <laughs> that's all that's all I got. It's nice to see uh stuff finally getting back to normal. Like I said, with the caveat that it works. And hopefully with, with people getting their vaccines and and reaching close to herd immunity it works. And uh I know personally I cannot wait to get my second vaccine. <laughs> I figure I figure I am good. Once I got my second I've had a vaccine then right after, hard after the vaccine, I got COVID, and then I'll get my second vaccine. I think I'm, I think I'm covered. Probably, yeah. I can go back to licking water fountains again. <laughs> well, I've got uh, my, my actually my good, my first good time, and this is I put it in good times. So I wasn't sure where else to put it, but I don't know if it actually is a good time. But it's certainly not a bad time, so that's why it's in good times. But it's with vaccines. Um, Ontario received permission from Health Canada to extend the expiry of some doses of the AstraZeneca Oxford vaccine on Saturday, which will save thousands of shots from potentially going to waste. A spokesperson for Health Minister Christine Elliott said the change means doses with an original expiry date of May 31st can now be used until July 1st. They said Health Canada has issued an authorization to extend the expiry date of specific lots of AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine from six months to seven months following review of submitted stability data. Yeah, I and, think that's um, good. I, I, yeah, that's probably good. And everybody that got their first shot, just line them up and give them their if you know, just give them their second. I know I know yeah. uh, because because uh, one of the, your mom's colleagues got AstraZeneca, uh, he was able to get a second because they aren't giving them his firsts anymore, so they have all these doses lying around, so he's done. Yeah. Um, my only concern is that, like, why does new data say we can extend it when the old data didn't? Like, uh, they they were being hyper. No, they're no. Basically, they just said, uh, for sure, it's good for six months. It's like the best before date on your milk. You know, it doesn't mean bad after. Yeah, that's true. Well, uh, my next story is like a hard good time. Um, Wednesday morning, on Wednesday morning, Edmonton police arrested Calgary mayoral candidate Kevin J. Johnston, who last week got arrested in Calgary, if you remember, we had that conversation. Yeah. So he um, moved to Edmonton yes. and got arrested again? Yeah. Um, who also faces other allegations in Alberta, as well as an assault and hate crimes charges in BC and Ontario. Johnson allegedly went into stores in the mall without wearing a mask. When asked to put one on, he became verbally abusive to employees. Um, he would then leave the stores and return with more people and continue to engage employees verbally while live streaming the incident. Many of the store employees involved are young people who were either working alone or with one other person and feared for their safety as a result of the confrontation by the group. Um, so yeah, on another story I said I think um, that I saw earlier this week but forgot to write in um, is that he will be denied access to the voter registration and information um, because of his past comments about 
like showing up and arresting healthcare workers. Good. That seems like reasonable, um, a reasonable thing to do. <laughs> Not yeah, give them agreed. that information. So, <laughs> yeah. Agree. So, uh, yeah, there's that. Good. He got arrested again. He's, is he trying to get arrested in every major Alberta city? Is he going to, well, you know, going to Lethbridge next? or <laughs> Lethbridge, Red Deer, Grand Prairie. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's all you got there for good times? Yep. All right. I'll do oh, my yeah. bad times. The uh, Well, I mean, we, we've, we've sold our house, and that was a very good experience for us. It's our first sort of good selling experience, like easy selling experience. And the plan originally was to rent, but I don't know. Now we're leaning towards buying, but buying in this market is insane. It's crazy. It's cr- and people are just throwing their houses up without doing anything to them because they're just trying to take advantage of the market. Like I, on, I don't know. There's a website where you can see, find houses in that called Realtor.ca, and there was one house in there. Where the pictures, I mean, there was dirty dishes in the sink on the pictures that are up there. (laughs) And they're asking full value for the house, and they'll probably get it in this market. It's just nuts. So we'll see. uh, We'll see how uh, how our hunting goes. I'll keep everybody posted. Good. There's been another shooting in the U.S. That seems to be a regular occurrence. I guess now that everybody can leave their house, they have to make up for the shootings that they missed while they were locked down. Yeah. Uh, so in Miami, two two dead, twenty injured outside a concert somewhere. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what kind of gun it was. I didn't. I just. I just can't bring myself to read them anymore. Like it's just so much. I just yeah. got the headline and moved on. And, it doesn't matter what time of gun it was, it happened. Yeah, well, the automatic makes it easier to shoot 20 people. but And then uh, in Saskatoon, you know, I was uh, I do sort of a little, like, a, a jog. Depending on how far I go, I sometimes will do, like, a jog, like an interval, like jog and then walk, jog, walk, jog, walk, depending on how long I go, mm-hmm. like how many kilometers I'm going. So on, on one of my routes, they have really nice paths there, I got to say. Like, there's a river... In Saskatoon? Yep. The Saskatchewan River, I believe. Yep. And, here. Yeah. So I, I'm, uh, and they have great trails on both sides of it. Uh, they've done a great job. They really have. Lots of bridges. Every single bridge has a pedestrian crossing with it. So you can, you know, you can run either way, cross the bridges, come back. It's great. Great, great path. So I'm running through one which is sort of a park area beside it. And, uh, there's a there's a protest going on and the sign says we're not anti-vaxxers or anti-maskers we just think the government is impeding on our constitutional rights uh, or the charter of rights and freedoms by making us wear masks and get vaccines it's like hmm doesn't that make you anti-vaxxers anti-maskers and anti-vaxxers <laughs> if you think you don't need if you don't want to get it <laughs> like it Either you're for it or you're against it. Yeah. It doesn't matter what your reasons are. Am I, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I do. I'm Absolutely. for it. I just don't want to be told. Like, nobody says that. I'm going to get it. I just don't want somebody to tell me to get it. That's not their yeah. argument. Their argument is I don't want to get it. And I don't want anybody to yeah. tell me to get it. 
<laughs> so it's like, no, this isn't. And that's that's almost any. Whenever anybody starts an argument with, I'm not this. Yeah, you probably are. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no. I'm, I'm not this, I'm, but. I'm, I'm not racist, but. but well. Uh, yeah, I probably are. <laughs> Anyway, that's that is all I have because you know I did not do a lot of research. Uh, this is a going to be a quick week for me. <laughs> okay. And I tricked uh, out I'm yours, cool. and and you had uh, a couple of stories that I also saw, so I didn't add them in. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Um, I just realized that I have uh, one of mine that I have under bad times is supposed to be in political, uh, and the reason I put it there is because it looked so. Uh, uh, my bad times is so long today that I thought it was political. Oh, that's funny. Um, so I'm just going to quickly add that into political. There we go. All right, so bad times. The first and probably, you know, most tragic story of the week. Um, the remains of 215 indigenous children were found under an old residential school in B.C., um, some as young as three. The residential school closed in 1969, and to current knowledge, all of the deaths are undocumented. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's just disgusting. Yeah. And and the calls, um, the calls for, uh, you know, the Catholic Church and that to, to apologize, I think, I think it's, it's time. It's more than time. Like, by... Like, I mean, we've been calling on the Catholic Church to apologize for its role for years. And the fact that they're not, like, by not apologizing, you continuously suggest that you've done nothing wrong. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Like, and, and that's, the, the, that's, like, either you believe you did something wrong, in which case, of course, you're going to apologize. And um, if you're not, then you must believe that you've done nothing wrong. Or they're just scared of being sued, but either way. You there? Yeah. You're frozen. But I can hear you. Can you hear me still? Yes, I can hear you still. Can you hear me? I take it you can't hear me. All right, funny story. <laughs> the <laughs> We have recorded uh, Dylan's Bad Times now, and... I know we're coming out of discussing uh, 215 indigenous children being found, which is an awful story, but we, we, we recorded that, and, and the video froze. So I stopped the recording, and we got the video back on, and we came back. After we recorded the entire Bad Time segment, probably 20 minutes, and then we came back, and uh, upon coming back... We recorded it again, second time, second recording, same material, a couple new jokes, but not in the not in this story, but other stories, um, and 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 I just noticed on on the recording that it said recording stopped due to another app that demanded access to the audio, which is a bit rude, but um, and and it just deleted what we had recorded again, so now. This is our third time recording this, so if it seems a little bit lackluster, that's why. Now, yeah, uh, Dylan, you were saying how it's past time 
that the, <laughs> I'm sorry, this is not funny. The story's not funny. The situation is funny. But it's pastime, the Catholic Church, um, pastime for the Catholic Church to apologize. Yes, it is. <laughs> That's all I have to say on that. <laughs> no, okay, we shouldn't. This is a horrific, horrific story. It is like huge news. It is being talked about on every level of government. It's being talked about internationally. It made BBC news. Um, so we shouldn't laugh about it. It's just an unfortunate situation that we've personally found ourselves in um, with this recording. So it, it's kind of amusing because we're just saying the same thing for the third time in a row. But. Um, no, the Catholic Church needs to apologize because by not apologizing, you're saying you did nothing wrong. And you did. And that is undeniable, and this is proof. This is proof that it's undeniable. There is no situation in which killing 215 children and then covering it up is okay. Yeah, and even if they didn't out-and-out kill them, they probably did. You know, it's probably... I mean, it'd be... Do you know what they're... Are they going to... Are they going to... Um, well, it's definitely lack of supervision at the very least probably malnutrition and it wouldn't surprise me if it was you know corporal punishment in some cases yeah probably suicide as well that wasn't uncommon yeah true driving them to suicide um and like yeah like i'm sure you know in perhaps a few severe cases corporal punishment but in every other case you provided you created the environment that led to this happening through one way or another. Yeah. Like all of these deaths were preventable. Yeah. Well, and it's no, all of them were preventable because even, you know, a bunch of illness was another thing that killed um, children through residential schools. And that's simply because they weren't given the proper care they needed. So many preventable illnesses, they just weren't given the care. And even the, the, the other thing is even if, even if it was just illness and they gave the proper care and they just you know, passed away, they, they did everything they could, they did everything that was available at the time, and they still passed away, to then hide it and bury them there yeah. and not return them to their families is, is awful. Yeah. So, honestly, the, the, the Catholic Church needs to apologize. And, and, you know, one of the things I've thought is that the prime ministers should stop you know like engaging with the catholic church until they apologize like we, they should stop you know in, engaging visits from the pope they should stop like well it's not like he comes over every weekend <laughs> no i know but like whenever the pope comes every prime minister jumps at the opportunity to take some great pictures you know to court the catholic vote um but like it's like could you imagine if um, you know, Russia or China um, killed 215 Canadian children, and then you know the the government just shrugged it off, and you know was sitting down for for a meeting on you know establishing a new trade agreement uh, two days later. Like the government has apologized. I mean, it took some time, but they have now. No, they have, but I, I'm saying, you know, the Vatican, you know, because it's not part of another country, is often treated as another government, and the Pope is often treated as a visiting foreign leader, or visiting leader, and don't, just don't engage with them. Don't engage with the Pope, uh, or, like, you know, the top cardinals or anything, you know, obviously, they can come to Canada, but 
the government is not going to, you know, specially acknowledge it or provide any sort of special anything until, you know, he's just it's just another tourist. Start taxing and their churches, and they'll 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 apologize quickly. Yeah, like it's just it's ridiculous that they haven't. And then we talked a lot about it needs to be taught more. Yeah, like it needs to be taught more in schools. Yeah, absolutely. And I, that starts with. And in some cases, it just needs to be taught in schools. Yeah, like, I never learned it. Still. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know anything about residential schools till I went to school in Yellowknife. Uh, sorry, till I moved up to Yellowknife. I did not go to school there. I was beyond school age when we moved up there. But when I went up to Yellowknife, and and you learn about it up there, and it is not a nice part of our history. It's 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 you know it's it's sad to think that that we could do things like that, but. We did, and it needs to be taught to make sure that everybody understands what happened, what what the indigenous people have been through, and and where they're coming from. Uh, from a from a you know when 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 they enter into negotiations and stuff or whatever, uh, you know, there's a, a serious distrust there, and and this is a lot of the reason why. Yeah, and and there's so much of that behind. You know, every time First Nations and Indigenous people protest, um, you know, every time uh, they. You know, and I feel like they get so much hate every time that happens, and it's because people don't know the history. No, they don't, and it's it it should be taught for sure. Like I said, you can't just. It's important. Not I'm not. And I'm not saying don't teach the good stuff, but you got to teach both. It's all important. They Absolutely. say the winners write history, which is which is ultimately true. But but I think we've reached sort of an age where where you can talk about your past mistakes. Absolutely. And and I think you may have said something about uh, in German history having a you know they, they don't oh, have yeah. a blip well, in yeah. German history. Yeah, it's not like they just ignore you know nineteen thirty nine nineteen forty five. It's it's purposefully taught in Germany to say this is wrong. Don't do this again. Yeah. Like we can't let this happen. It is a point. It's actually I, I, I've read up about this and I've seen a few things because I see the comparisons and they make a point in. Um, like when I teach German history to like, okay, now we're going to learn about this part and this is a very bad part of our history and it needs to not happen again. And um, honestly, I feel like that's a problem that we face. And that's a problem the U S faces is just ignoring the bad parts of the history. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I bet you so many people in the U S don't know that they, um, colonized and oppressed the philippines for a few decades i think most most countries talk about the good stuff a lot more than the bad stuff oh yeah absolutely i just you know was talking close to home yeah um if, if, i mean british history most of it's bad stuff so unless they're only talking about like world war Two onward and then even then like it's some pretty <laughs> unless they're only talking about like I, I don't know. I struggle to think of the good things in British history outside of helping to beat the Nazis. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, it was World War yeah. One as well. Yeah, but the, they the, were on the, our team. Yeah, but that's the thing. There was no like bad guys in World War One. Like it was, it wasn't like either side was doing anything brutal. It was just a whole bunch of empires, each one wanting to prove that they had the strongest military and. You know, one guy ex, you know, assassinated another guy from two small countries, and a bunch of treaties just led to this massive world war. Like, 
they're not the same. There was no good guys and bad guys. There was just two sides. Right. Um, although, although the you know the, the Nazis at the time probably thought the same thing. Yeah, but it's pretty different, you know, Holocaust and yeah. And no, no, it is different. Like, it is different. None of that. But nobody that. sees themselves. All I'm saying is nobody sees themselves as the bad guy. No, you're you're absolutely right. But coming from the history of the side that won, there really wasn't a bad guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway. In World War One. Yes, in World War One, definitely World War Two. There was a bad guy. It was Hitler. Um. Just to be just to be clear. <laughs> Although Winston Churchill was no saint. Um, moving on. This story was funny the first time. It was amusing the second time. I almost want to skip it this time. I've stopped caring. Um, but Liberal MP William Amos, who we talked about before when he was um, naked in a parliamentary meeting after accidentally leaving his camera on, and that kind of went viral. Um has been caught unawares again on camera as he urinated without realizing he was on camera. He says this was accidental and could not be viewed by the public, but was nonetheless completely unacceptable and that he apologizes without reservation. He is stepping away from his parliamentary secretary duties to seek help, but did not clarify what kind of help. First of all, I disagree. It's still funny. (laughs) Cliff notes version of what we talked about. Once we were on his side, twice it's kind of suspect. The fact that he's not clarifying what kind of help he's getting means it seems like it wasn't an accident. And then multiple jokes about the help he's getting being IT, Geek Squad, that kind of thing. It was all very funny. And, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> Am I forgetting anything? Uh, no, or exhibitionism. I, yeah, just not an accident, I think, is the main thing. Like, second time. And then we said next week... Uh, you know, you were going to look into what happens, and uh, and then we can talk about it again next week when he's done something else. Yes. Ha, 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 ha. It was hilarious. <laughs> okay. Next story. A CBC... We've done... Okay. Just looking at this. It's been an hour since we started. That is like... We're normally, you know, nearing the end of political at this point in our recording process, but we haven't even finished the first segment. Uh, yeah. No, you're right. But that's... That's... Uh, the good news is not they don't have to listen to the full hour. That's true. Um, a CBC Third news time's a charm. Publicly, <laughs> a CBC News review of publicly available RCMP conduct board decisions found that the reasons cited for retaining an RCMP officer uh, found to have engaged in sexual misconduct can be quite subjective and can include evaluations of on-duty performance, past misconduct allegations, or expressions of remorse. Over the past five years, six Mounties found guilty of discreditable sexual activity by the conduct board have been let go for their actions. Another 14 officers have been punished for sexual misconduct while ultimately being allowed to stay on. Their conduct ranged from non-consensual touching to voyeurism to starting a relationship with a minor. Another three implicated in acts of domestic violence were allowed to continue their careers in the RCMP. Some of those allowed to stay on with the force were fined, transferred, or declared ineligible for promotion for a period of time. And... The last two, to me, don't really seem like punishments. Transferred just makes them someone else's problem. And declared ineligible promotion for a period of time, sure. But, like, period of time is vague. Like, yeah, it is definitely 
Well, transferred is not a punishment unless they don't want to be transferred, which they probably do if they have this hanging over their heads. So it's not a punishment at all. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's it's what the Catholic Church did with all those priests, right? It's not a punishment. Uh, yeah. Ineligible for promotion, that is, that can be if the period of time is significant. Yes. And, and depending on, you know, the what they're found guilty of, it might be enough. But it's just, it's vague to me. And it's like, a bit it, vague. It, it feels like something where you could, it sounds like you punished them, but you actually really didn't, you know? Yeah. Your ineligible promotion for the next week. Was I going to get promoted the next week anyway? No. <laughs> yeah. Or even if, like, you know, like with all like the insider stuff that we know happens amongst, you know, police circles of all levels, it could be like, listen, you know, we're going to have to give you this, you know, like you can't be promoted for six months, but right after, you know, six months, then a little bit of time, then we'll give you a promotion. So just so you know, it's coming, we just have to delay it, you know, that kind of thing. Could be. Like, I could see that happening easily. Yeah, I could see that happening. I mean, maybe it, 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 a lot depends on who's running the the unit, I guess, but yeah. Yeah. I, also, I, you know, like voyeurism, fired. Relationship with a minor, fired. Non-consensual touching, fired. Like, like, and that's, this is not just for the RCMP. Any of that in any workplace, fired. Yeah, I, I'm not 100% sure. Like, uh, you pat someone on the shoulder, that can be non-consensual touching. Fired? It doesn't say non-consensual sexual touching, it says non-consensual okay. touching. Okay, fair so enough. So there, are, there right. are degrees to all of this. There's always degrees. There's a degree of voyeurism that's acceptable? Uh, I don't know. I, I can't think of an example, but uh, if you're sitting outside and the person's in there sitting at a restaurant and you watch them from your from your car or from the restaurant, yeah, but this like is they are doing voyeurism in the workplace. So, like you're looking at somebody from your desk and they're in their office. It's not necessarily like peeking in on somebody at the bathroom or when they're changing or something i thought voyeurism is like exposing yourself no that's exhibitionism voyeurism is like watching i believe oh so it is yeah no okay. yeah if you're exposing yourself that's 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 a different story that's not good in the workplace <laughs> So, but all this stuff has degrees, and I think you have to take it case by case. And this, to me, just doesn't have the detail to say all these people should be fired or all these people shouldn't be fired. I'm sure some of them should be, some of them shouldn't be, but you have to know exactly what happened. And it does, I think it, I think it does, I think expressions of remorse and seeking help and, and consistently seeking help and, and not being forced to go to help, but like saying, I need help and going out and getting it does have an, it does have an impact on, on the outcome. I agree with the latter, not the former because expressions of remorse, it, it's just like, who's to say whether or not it's genuine. No, you, you can't can just, say, you can't just say, sorry. You have to, what I'm, what I meant by that was you have to, you can't just say, I'm sorry. You have to say, I'm sorry. I need help and go seek out help and not be told to go get it. Well, yeah, if you're taking action, yes, I agree. But um, but it does happen. I mean, we see it happen. You know, these review boards are like, are you sorry? Yes. Okay, then what's the problem? Like, yeah, no, there's, there's yeah, they got to be, you know, I just, I just, I don't think this is a, there's just not enough detail to say this is absolutely ridiculous. I, 
I just don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I'll tell you what, the one with the minor though, gone, fired, sorry, jail. Like you can't do that. Yeah. Agreed. Um, are we done? Anyway, that's what I have for bad times. Are we done? Good times, bad times. (laughs) Hopefully I'm not doing it again. We're done. Good times, bad times. Regardless. There's a can. All right, third time was a charm it took, and now we get to move on. This is our first recording of All Over the World. Thankfully, and it's short, it's going to be great. Yeah. First time's the charm. All right, well, I have uh, one. Boris Johnson is looking for a G7 Accord on COVID-19 passports, and I am wary of COVID-19 passports. I got to be honest. I, I get it. I understand it, but it seems like the beginning of a very slippery slope when you start tying your your uh, you know health to travel. Listen, insurance companies already do it, but um, you still can travel if you can't get insurance. You're just on your own dime. If you're saying you can't travel with this, then what's next? Yeah. Um, I I don't know where I stand on it to be completely frank because I see both sides pretty well um, the part of it it seems like you know a great idea where you know you have to provide your vaccination documents on like a slew of things before you're allowed to travel because yeah that could stop a lot of spreading of disease but then you know where where do you draw the line and um you know, like, you have to, if you're going to start doing that, then you have to make sure that all all the things necessary to get your vaccinations or, or whatever is available to everybody. And in places like the United States, it's not. Um, so it's a, it is, it's a slippery slope. And so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think it just... I, I think it's. I think the. I think the cost just outweighs the reward for me on this one. It's. I, I do understand it, but it. I just don't. I, I don't know. I, I just don't think. I don't think the payoff is there, for for, once you start down this path. Uh, you know the potential to. Of what you could add in there, it just. It, I don't. Know, I don't like it. Yeah. Anyway. Well, we'll see what happens. That's all I got and all over the world. The world was a quiet place this week. It really wasn't. I just didn't have any research time. Yeah, no. Um, a was, lot happened. I, I, I've been a lot more ruthless with my cutting of stories to try to keep them uh, the, the podcast a little bit shorter these days. Um, so, But there's a lot more happened. But uh, my only thing for all over the world this week... Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu looks to be out of power after 12 years and um, becoming Israel's longest-running prime minister as uh, he has failed to form a coalition after the most recent election. Um, the official opposition center party, it's, it's not called the center party, um, but they're a centrist party, and another far-right party 
uh, along with several other smaller parties, are on the verge of forming a governing coalition where they talk about, despite being um, different in ideologies, they're sort of united in their anti-Netanyahu-ness. Um, <laughs> Uh, as he is under investigation for corruption charges and uh, has been charged by the Israeli police. Um, so the, the leader of this far-right party has said, like, um, for now, we're going to have to decide that not everybody's dreams are going to come true in this coalition, and we're not going to get everything anybody wants done, but we're all going to be willing to set a few things aside, work together on the things we do agree on to provide four years of stable government um, and to get Netanyahu out of power. Um, in this coalition, the leader of the center, centrist party and the leader of the far-right party would each take two years as prime minister out of the four-year Israeli term before the next election. What are their seat breakdown like? Um, well, it's not just... Uh, like, it's not... It's not just these two parties. No, um, I know, but why... Like, isn't the center party the actual official opposite? Like, aren't they the second most popular party? They are. They are the official. Um, so shouldn't um, shouldn't shouldn't they get to lead it, or at least lead three out of four years of it? Well, you, you know, we, you say that, but um, we uh. It, it, Yes, yes. I mean, that would seem fair, but it was actually the idea of this center party to split it in order to gain the support of the... Uh, and they obviously need the far-right party to get enough votes to, to form the coalition. Yes. Because it, yes. like, it feels like the NDP or the Green joining the bloc to make a government. Like, how can you do that? I don't get it. How can you, like, there, there's no common ground. Okay, the common ground is we don't like Netanyahu. But other than that, what else can you accomplish in four years? Because they can't be the same agenda at all. Yeah, well, we'll see, you know. Clearly, I mean, they think they can work together, so there must be something. Then they must not be as far right as they think they are. Possibly. Um, and I, I guess we'll find out. I mean, it's not official, so I guess talks could still break through, but um, it's still... Uh, uh, it, they both seemed... Uh, um, they both seemed pretty sure. Yeah, well, let's see. Let's see what happens. It... Uh It'll be interesting having a different leader over there and, and if it changes anything. Yeah, well, I'm kind of hoping that just having a different leader will knock Benjamin Netanyahu's party sort of down in the polls. It may, yeah. Anywho. Uh, that's what I've got. Is that it? We're done all over the world? Nice. Moving along. And I recorded it. Uh, everything, every little thing Political. 
I, uh, I have nothing. Nothing. Oh, well, I've got a few things. Yeah. Yours is normally longer anyway, so I just figure I would, I would, I'll be the reaction board. <laughs> Great. Well, here's the first one. In a big story of the week in America, a vote to establish an independent commission that passed in the House of Representatives last week with 35 um, Republican representatives joining um, every Democratic representative voting to pass this bipartisan commission to look into the January 6th insurrection failed in the Senate after Democrats could not garner the 60-vote threshold needed to avoid a filibuster. The vote split 54 to 35, with 11 senators, two Democrats and nine Republicans missing the vote, and six Republicans voting with Democrats. Now, Pat Toomey, a Republican from Pennsylvania, missed the vote due to family matters, um, but said he would have supported it, so that would made uh, seven Democrats or seven seven Republicans voting with Democrats, and Democrat Kirsten Cinema from Arizona um, missed the vote with no explanation, but has said that she would have voted for it and will enter onto the official record that she would have voted for it, um, which will end up upping the recorded vote to fifty five. But again, doesn't matter because you need sixty votes to abolish the filibuster, and this is the problem with abolishing. This is the problem with the filibuster in America, is even if you control the Senate, even if you have the majority in the Senate, you don't you need sixty votes to pass anything. Yeah, and and fifty four thirty five isn't really close. No, it's not. So like, it, it it it's a nineteen vote different, but that wasn't enough to pass a bill. Like that is a big flaw in democracy. Yeah. That is that is now, the opposite of democracy, actually. Yeah, exactly. We're not talking about uh, a constitutional issue here. I agree that it should be hard to change the Constitution. This is just a bill. Yeah, it's an independent commission. And, you know, uh, the the reason that the filibuster isn't going to be abolished is because um, Democrat Joe Manchin from West Virginia and Democrat Kristen Sinema from Arizona have come out against it. So, obviously, there's no majority um, in the... um, uh, in the Senate, because it's a 50-50 Senate, um, so the Democrats can't pass it unless they have every single Democratic vote. And, and they're hesitant because the last time the Democrats controlled the Senate, under um, Senator Harry Reid, who was the majority leader, they changed it to make it easier um, because the Republicans kept blocking Obama's judge nominations, so they made, the Democrats made it easier to pass judges and that is why Trump was able to appoint so many. So now there are some Democrats who are concerned about, you know, abolishing the filibuster. Well, next time we're in the minority, we're not going to be able to stop some of the worst Republican stuff. And I get that. But is then the solution, okay, well, then nobody's ever going to pass anything? That seems to be the solution. Like, yeah, it's a risk, but you cannot just let government grind to a halt. They have. They really and truly yeah. have. Like, you can't, you cannot, and if you want the filibuster, then you need to change it back to the old rules where somebody has to be standing, talking, that whole thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And not just make it a 60 vote, because right now it's not a filibuster, it's you need 60 votes to pass a bill. Exactly. You can call it whatever you want, but it's you need 60 votes to pass a bill. Yeah, because you need to vote to move it to a vote. 
and you need 60 votes in order to move it to a vote, which then you only need 50 votes to pass. Yeah. Like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that is dumb. It is so dumb. So I, I don't understand. Now, people are saying that maybe this will show, you know, Chris and Cinnamon and Joe Manchin that the filibuster is a problem. Because what happened was the bill orig- originated in the House, and then the House Democrats introduced the bill for this independent commission, and the Republicans said, we won't vote for it unless you make all these changes to it. Democrats made all the changes and then passed it with 35 Republican senators, or sorry, not senators, 35 Republican um, uh, 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 representatives voting with them. And then it moved on to the Senate where they completely compromised. It was bipartisan, independent, still failed. Yeah. Even with six Republican senators supporting it. Yeah. Crazy. Like, like the odds of getting more bipartisan than that is, is are almost impossible. No, it's insane. It's, it's insane. Their system is insane. Yeah. Now, moving on, this is a, um, uh, a story that uh, I don't know if, if we, we talked about it or not. I don't know if it was cut in the recording or, or whatever, but we talked about se- separatism earlier. Um, and, uh, um, and, 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 like, how does it make any sense? Well, seven rural Oregon counties. Yeah, I think it was cut. Um, okay, well, we talked about separatism earlier and talked about how it didn't make any sense. Um, anyway. No, wait, it wasn't. rural... Because that was... Uh, oh, no, wait. What was it? It doesn't matter. Sorry. Go ahead. Tell your story. <laughs> um, seven rural Oregon counties have voted to explore the possibility of seceding from Oregon and joining... Um, neighboring Idaho. Now, the reason for this is Oregon is a deep blue state um, because of how democratic their large urban centers are, but as in most countries in the world, rurally, they are more conservative. Um, that, but, but even though they're you know, rurally more conservative, Republicans have not had control of the state legislature or the governorship in Oregon in, like, decades. Um, Idaho, however, is a deep red state, and so these counties feel that the governments of Idaho would more um, deeply represent their values and needs. These counties represent a minority of Oregon's population, but a um, a majority of their land area. Uh, and if it were to happen, it would make Idaho the third largest state in the union after California and Texas. Um, but I have and would, to say, would, I'm against it. Would Oregon uh, be I, the smallest? No, no. The smallest is like Rhode Island or something. Oh, okay. Um, but I have to say, I'm against it. It's a, it's you. Um, like, I'm sorry, you're not being represented. I get that, but um, like, you can't just leave every time you're being disagreed with. Uh, if you want, unless you know, or if they want. Give all of Idaho's blue counties to Oregon, and then all of Oregon's red counties to Idaho. There you go. Even switch. But that's just not something that I think you can do. I actually don't. I think I, I don't mind it, and I think the Democrats wouldn't mind it because uh, it just makes Oregon more blue. You've already. It's not that many votes leaving, and it's already 
like they're they're already not going to get Idaho anyway. No, but what it does do is it would reduce um, Oregon's um, uh, a reliable blue state. It would reduce their electoral votes while increasing Idaho's uh, a reliable red state. Oh, because that's land area. No, it's population, but your electoral your electoral votes in the electoral college is the amount of representatives you get um, plus your two senators. And the amount of representatives you get is based on population. So even if they lose, you know, one, two representatives, that's one, two less electoral votes that go to the Republican side. And they're already losing a bunch of electoral votes after the 2020 census because blue states have decreased in population and red states have increased. California's losing a vote. Um, Oregon's already losing a vote. Washington's losing a vote. New York's losing a vote. Illinois lost a vote. Florida gained like four, and that's becoming a red state. Texas gained two. Idaho gained one. Um, Montana, I think, gained one. Like they're, they're already in a worse spot in the Electoral College, so I think they're very against it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. And, and honestly, is, uh, does Idaho have legal marijuana? No. Why would you want to leave Oregon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, anyway, uh, critics also say that it's it's an attempt to create a whites-only zone, saying that it's it's racially motivated. Um, so we'll see. Um, moving on, in another liberal government blunder, Justice Minister David Lamenti, uh, Lametti appointed five new judges across the country this week. On Twitter, however, he announced three additional appointees, including that of Montreal lawyer Daniel Urbis, to Quebec's Superior Court. The tweets were subsequently deleted. The minister's office says they were posted by mistake by the civil servants managing the account. In fact, Urbis, who has made political donations to Lametti in the past, has not completed the judicial appointment process. Uh, A spokesperson said, these tweets were removed and we have contacted those mentioned to apologize for this very unfortunate error and the inconvenience that this may have caused. But if you're like a, just don't consider campaign contributors for like lifetime appointments for anything. Absolutely. No. And you think he's going to get it? I get the, I get the feeling he might get it. Yeah. Right. Like maybe. Oops. I deleted. Maybe not now, but definitely (laughs) before. It just became a little bit tougher for him, but yeah, at least he had clothes on when he sent the tweets. Yeah. We think. We hope. Or at least a tie. All these all these reference jokes may or may not be got because we don't know what uh, what is in the recording of the first segment. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the tie is. That's too bad. I don't think bad. the tie made it the last. That's one. too bad. Because that <laughs> would have been funny. Just just laugh, people, because that was that was really funny. It was. Um, moving on. A Bloc Québécois motion seeking support for Quebec's proposed constitutional amendments failed to pass unanimously in the House of Commons on Wednesday. In order to pass without debate, the motion needed to face no vocal opposition from MPs. Former Liberal Justice Minister Jody Wilson-Raybould, now an independent MP, yelled out a nay after the motion was read out. She tweeted, dismaying how political, bi- or how political partisanship pandering leads to MPs to abandon core legal norms plus common sense 
and try to avoid debate on critical constitutional issues, Wilson Raybould said in her Twitter account. Bloc Québécois leader Yves-François Blanchette said he would use his party's upcoming opposition day to force a debate and a recorded vote on the federal aspects of recent Quebec legislation aimed at strengthening protections for the French language, along with Quebec's... Um, Oh, sorry. Along with Quebec's language laws, Bill 96 seeks to unilaterally amend the 1867 Constitution to recognize that Quebecers form a nation, and the other, um, and a second amendment that uh, recognized French as the nation's sole, common, and official language. While constitutional experts are divided on whether Quebec can make these changes without consulting Ottawa or the other provinces. The leaders of the major federal parties had indicated their support for the initiative. What? Which is disappointing. What? Like, yeah. Like, Peter, Justin, they're on board with this? Well, there are no Peters, so I don't know. Isn't who it? Oh, mean. Aaron O'Toole. Yes. Aaron, Jagni. Peter O'Toole was an actor. Place. How can you be <laughs> on board with this? This is absolutely ridiculous. They're on board with it because they're all fighting for the votes in Quebec because the Liberals are close to a majority and their path is through Quebec because the NDP wants to repeat their orange wave and because the Conservatives are desperate. That's why. They, can't, they don't want to alienate anybody. Quebec can't change the Constitution. They didn't even sign it. Yeah, I agree. They, it, it, I bet you, even if it passes federally, um, it'll get challenged and the Supreme Court will say it can't stand. It can't. How can Although it? Although they, they did use they did use the notwithstanding clause, so it can't they can't change the constitution on their own. Otherwise, any province can. And they didn't even sign the bloody document. That's what all the Meech Lake Accord stuff was about, trying to get them on the constitution. Yeah, it's 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 bad, and, I and don't, it's very disappointing to hear that the federal leaders support it. Yeah. Absolutely. This is, uh, I can't believe that they're behind this. This is absolutely ridiculous. And why? Well, then uh, I, I'm i going to email Doug Ford and tell him to put an English-only thing in, change the Constitution, Ontario's just English. I don't speak French. What do I care? <laughs> yeah, it does seem to be leading down that road, eh? A dangerous precedent to set. Stupid. Stupid. Yeah. Anyway. And then lastly, for our longest segment, longest recorded segment, um, Canada is looking at placing more sanctions on Belarus after a prominent journalist was arrested and sentenced to seven years in prison after the Belarusian government hijacked the plane. We talked about that before. Did he? Has uh, it been proven that the government hijacked the plane? Uh, it hasn't been proven, but that's what everybody's saying. That's what the official Canadian government stance is. Right, okay. Um, did did Quebec also agree with that? <laughs> yeah, because we need their permission for everything. Yeah. Um, anyway, Belarus is also closing its embassy in Ottawa. Boo-hoo. Yeah, right? Anyway, that's short. That's all I have. All right. That may be, our, that may be one of our shortest politicals. Just under Oops. 15 minutes. Just over 15 minutes because I, I, got, I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> Closer to fine. 
Uh, I, and I, like, I did this literally last minute, but I'll tell you what I have. Did, did anybody watch this Friends thing that was on? Uh, I haven't, but I plan to at some point in my life. Really? Like, I'm not going to make time, but I really? will at some point. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it doesn't interest me at all. I like Friends. Uh, there was a few seasons, the whole we were on a break thing are annoying there's like three seasons in the middle that are awful but as a general rule i like the show but this does not interest me them getting together to talk about old times like is that all it is it's not a show i think it's just a chat like they're on maybe the couch from the from the opening sequence and i'm pretty sure it's a like an episode i don't think so like an hour and a half episode no i don't think so matthew perry talks about his drug addiction that sort of brings everybody down people come in and no it's it's definitely not oh well then i don't care yeah right like who cares what who thought this was even a good idea i guess a lot of people watched it i don't know but man oh man couldn't care less really yeah if i'd watch an episode of you know later Chandler and Monica still live in that house they bought at the last season and you know Ross and Rachel and their baby what's happening there like I'd watch that yeah and I am sure it would suck but I'd still watch it (laughs) but this I don't I don't care I don't know why hi dog (laughs) he's dominating the camera he is yeah he does that sometimes yeah he wants to be he wants to be in the podcast Mochi you got something to say no. I think he's more interested in my shadow. Yeah. <laughs> this is we're having a uh a uh a Willie Amos incident. He's not aware that he's on camera. <laughs> and and he's not wearing any clothes. Yeah, it's the same. <laughs> it's the same as the first one. Yeah. Oh, he's backing away now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, over to you. That's all I got. That's all. I, I mean, there's, you know, Ontario's nice. Summer's great. Those are all nice things that are close to fine. The easing of shutdown I already talked about, but that's kind of nice too, as long as they don't get an uptick in diseases. But Yeah. Well, I just have, you know, we, we wrapped up our most recent show, The Birds. It's over. Great. Um and uh, next, we're moving on to how, Dracula. How can, how can our listeners, after I'm sure most tuned in, you must have seen an uptick in your watchership for uh, whatever the name of that crazy play you did was. Secret in the Wings. Yeah, Secret in the Wings. Uh, you know, there must have been, you must have seen viewership on that from all over the world from mentioning it on the podcast. So how can they watch the birds on the pod? You know, how can people tune in and watch the birds? Or if you miss Secret in the Wings, you know, you want to tune in for the birds. Um, it's all available on the U of A Drama Facebook page. And what if, when is the last date you can watch the birds? June 4th. So I should get this up before the second, probably, so they have a couple of days, <laughs> at least. If you'd like. If you'd like, it's up to you. <laughs> this is now the, this will be the third one, uh, you know, I think in the industry we say in the can. Do we? I don't know. <laughs> don't we? <laughs> that would be news to me if we do. <laughs> no. 
I think that's I think that's a film thing, isn't it? Because the film goes in that like tin thing. No, don't, don't, don't they teach you anything in your class? <laughs> we'll see. You know, I was about to say I think that was one of our shortest ones, but I did a quick math and it looks like fifty-five minutes, so it's still not super short. No, it's still, still. Yeah. I mean, the odds of parting thoughts being longer than four minutes is slim to none. So, under an hour. Yeah, uh, yeah, under an hour is still pretty short for us. And it, but it would have been, it would have definitely been over an hour, uh, with the first take of Good Times, Bad Times. And yes. probably even with the second take. By the third take, to be quite to be quite honest, we 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 were mailing it in. Oh yeah, no, I definitely did. <laughs> it was not the full effect, and we apologize for yeah. that. But you know, you get what you pay for. Yeah, exactly. Well, the one thing I learned is that it's important for me to write stuff down during the week. I can't just think, "I'll oh, put it together on Sunday." Have we been recording this whole time? Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't realize you started the next segment. Oh, I forgot to say, parting thoughts. Yeah, that's why I didn't know that you started the next segment. Oh. Parting thoughts. (laughs) 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 The one thing I learned is I need to write stuff down. Because I know there was lots of things that interest me this week. And I just didn't. I just... I just didn't and and then it came to Sunday and it's like I don't remember any of them and then luckily from your from your story I it you know that I remember the the anti-vax protest thing but uh but I other than that I, I have no no real recollection of what I what I planned on talking about so I I need to go back to as things hit me I jot it down yeah, it's a good strategy. Yeah, because I have it on my phone too, right? So I can even open up Docs in my phone, and jot. The other thing is, the other key to that is, I need to make the next week's outline like tonight, so that it's there for the week. When I make the outline yeah. on Sunday, it's hard to jot it down because it's not there. Yeah. You know, definitely. I I don't have anything for parting thoughts, but uh, I don't know if I mentioned in closer to fine. The end of that birds thing is that we start Dracula tomorrow, and that's the one I've been most excited for all year. So I'm pretty pretty pumped. You did not, but that is exciting. Um, yeah. What? Uh, who do you play in Dracula? Simmons. Oh yeah, Simmons. Uh, who's that? Do you know any of the characters in Dracula besides uh, Dracula? Dracula. Yeah, besides Dracula, he doesn't count. Um. Uh. No. no. Yeah, I don't. So, doesn't matter who I play. How could he not count? The, the play is named after him. <laughs> because nobody knows any of the characters outside Dracula besides Dracula. Yeah. Unless you're like a big Dracula fan. Right. Fair. Well, that's exciting. Uh, that one will be streamed as well, I'm assuming? Yep. Perfect. And But still no, no live guests. Alberta might be open by the time you put this up, no? We- we might have um, 30% audience capacity, which is 100 people, so... If I can get a ticket, I will come. Uh, you might be able to get a ticket. Because I will be... You're talking about... Uh, uh, when is this going up? Um, 
it's like June 30th through May 3rd or something like that. That's not how the calendar works. After June comes July, but... Well, I mean July. (laughs) I mean June and July. The... uh, yeah, I, and I mean, maybe if mom's available, you know, she could whip out two if we can get two tickets. But I, I'm just a, I, at, at that time, I will definitely be in 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 Saskatoon. I can just drive over. Yeah, I am. I am literally five hours away, so I will come. We shall so see. Put me down for a ticket. I cannot do that yet, but if I can, I will. I want one. I'll, well, do you think there'll be scalpers? No, no, it's the theater. <laughs> there will not be scalpers. But maybe I could buy someone's from someone. If they if there's not one available, I can scalp it. I'll I'll, I'll pay scalper prices. Maybe we'll see. How long is it? Do you know yet? You don't know anything. Have you? You <laughs> I haven't, haven't even done read it once through. You yet. haven't even. You haven't even have a copy of the script. No. No, I have a copy of the script. I can tell you how many pages it is, but as to how long the play will end up being, there's no way to tell yet. Right. Is it more pages than the birds? No. But there's way more dialogue per page. Oh, okay. All right. There are actually... It's a smaller font? pages shorter than the birds, but way, way, way denser in terms of dialogue. Right. Cool. I'm excited. I'm super excited now that I have a chance of going, potentially. Yeah. I'll, just so, you know, if, if you see it and, and you know, our, our family sees it and everything, just so you're not completely scarred, um, it's a little raunchy. What? Dracula? Dracula. What? Is it, like, what's the rating? R? Um, I, I, probably, like, 18 plus. 18 plus? Is it, I would, uh... I would put it that. Is, um... Maybe maybe fourteen A is is uh, William Amos part of the play? No, no. But um, the costumes. Our director said that the costumes have quote revealing cutouts. Oh really? Yeah. Bizarre. Oh, so it's quite... it's like uh, like the costumes maybe are like um, you know that famous thing that people watch on Halloween. Oh, like uh, a Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are yeah, I, I, raunchy I, that's costumes. Terrible, yeah. yeah. And then the dialogue is quite suggestive. Yeah, um, but that's Dracula. I mean, it's yeah. So you know, we'll see. Cool. We'll see, that's excellent. I'll let you know. We get the costume presentation tomorrow, so I'll let you know how revealing they are. Is that smacking at my house or yours? I think it's in your house. What is it? Oh, uh-huh. it's Madeline. Oh, yeah, there you go. Oh, okay. And anyway, I told you. Dracula. Yeah, that'll be fun. So the smacking's at my house. Okay. All right. Thanks. Uh, I guess that's the end. So once again, <laughs> what a, what, thank what you. What a wonderful professional way for us yes. to end. I guess that's the end. That's, I guess we're done. <laughs> <laughs> this is like this is like a throwback to one of the first episodes. Yeah, it is. The... Uh, uh, anyway, thanks. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Not tuning in. See, I'm screwed. I'm just not. I'm not with it tonight. Thanks for listening. A half hour ago, so I can't blame you. Yeah, it's late here. 11:45 in Ontario it is way past my bedtime. But anyway, yeah. thanks for listening, and we will talk at you again next week. <laughs>